Breakfast. And on the line with us is none other than Dugan Sherwood, President and CEO of the Greater Haverhill Chamber of Commerce. And Dugan, good morning to you. Good morning, Lynn. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's my pleasure to have you on. Always good to have you on, especially uh, when you have the chance to hand out money. You've got some money to hand out, don't you? Uh, just a little bit, but yeah, we're, um, we've turned our attention uh, in partnership with Community Action and our friends at the Mount Washington Alliance to, to focus on uh, the census. Um, the, uh, this is the season for residents across the country to be filling out their census. And it's super important that we get as much information collected because it really does help determine how much funding we receive from the government, uh, from the federal government. And so uh, the Chamber and Community Action and Mount Washington have cooked up a real simple plan to help people um, who might be, uh, who might, who have not yet filled out the census to do so. We're giving uh, families uh, five bucks, five bucks um, a head uh, for their people in their household. Um, and if they fill out their census uh, and they show us a simple, uh, a simple picture that proves that they filled it out, either through mail or online, uh, then they're going to get um, a gift card for five dollars per head of per person in their household um, uh, to a local supermarket or a local bodega, uh, and it's that simple. Well, it, it, it sounds simple, but I, I get all bogged down in detail. So <laughs> I've already filled out my census form, and I, and I mailed it in. I did that a long time ago. But uh, uh, when's the? Um, is there a deadline to uh, to get these forms filled out? Yeah, there is. We're the um, uh, we're we started this we started this effort um, on uh, this past Monday. We have two thousand dollars that we have raised so far uh, for this. Um, and simply people need to go to my2020census.gov, and they can fill it out online. And you simply start putting in information about where you live um, and your name, and um, uh, and you take it from there. And all you do is, if you have an iPhone, take a picture of, uh, just do a screenshot uh, of the um, of the form that you filled out, or if you have it in, if you have a paper version, just take a picture of it or make a photocopy. And we have an email address, and that email address is HaverhillCounts2020Census at gmail.com. You can also drop it off or mail it to Community Action um, at their Washington Square address. All this information, by the way, is available on the Chamber's website, HaverhillChamber.com, so you don't need to remember all these little details here. But My2020Census.gov is the main website to fill out the census, take a picture of it, call the Chamber and say, how do I get this to you guys? Um, and then we'll turn around and give uh, families, uh, up to four people in a household, um, a gift card to local local supermarket or uh, or a bodega. All right. So uh, so a family of four uh, would get uh, $20 worth of gift cards, right? Yeah, right. Groceries, something that everybody needs right now more than ever. Um, and the uh, we've been working with the folks who are overseeing this region for the census, um, and Haverhill overall is doing okay. Um, we have, uh, we're actually overall, as of last week, the self-response rate for Haverhill is 62.8% of residents have filled out the census. That's a little bit above the Massachusetts average of 61.9%, so just a little bit above. Um, and Massachusetts is slightly above the national average of 59.7%. Um, but I think it's safe to say that the, the more we do, the better we'll be. And, and I would love to see Haverhill outperform all of its neighbors, um, there are three parts of the community that, in particular, have 
um, that need help getting the number of census, uh, censuses filled out. And that is Upper Washington Street, um, Lower Avenues, Winter Street to River, and Dudley Street down Main Street to Water Street. Uh, so if there's any residents in those areas in particular, we need more support um, in, in those parts of Haverhill. Um, and so this is just a small incentive on our part to say, hey, you know, we'll give you 20 bucks if you have a family uh, that fills it out or five bucks a person um, and you can go spend that for food. Um, so win, win, win. It literally takes five or 10 minutes to fill out the census. It's not a heavy lift. Wow, that's that's very nice. Now, I, uh, yeah, I, I know that the... Uh uh, you know, programs like this, uh, are, they, uh, are they going on in other parts of the country, too, or is uh, Haverhill like a, a one-of-a-kind location? Uh, th- this is something we just cooked up locally. Um, so I, <laughs> whether it's a great idea or, uh, or not, we'll see. Um, uh, I hope it's useful. I hope it's effective. I hope we spend $2,000 in two seconds um, and because people are filling out the census uh, because of this. Um, so, yeah, it's just something we were looking at the statistics, and uh, because we work closely with Mount Washington Alliance, a lot of the underperforming in terms of filling out the census is in the Mount Washington neighborhood. Uh, we thought, what is what are the things that we can do to help people, um, you know, uh, fill out the census? And we thought, gosh, who doesn't love money? Who doesn't want a gift card to a restaurant, uh, to uh, a bodega or to uh, the market basket or something? Uh, at this time, and so hopefully this is just a small way of making a little bit of difference. Really, every census being filled out counts, and it directly affects how much funding we're going to receive. So it, it's a, it, if we don't do it, we're leaving money on the table. Yeah, not only uh, does it affect the, the federal funding, but it also affects how how many uh, seats you get in Congress, and I think they probably use the same numbers as far as uh, how to determine uh, the state representative and state senator districts, too, I'm thinking. Right, exactly, and I'm not an exe- I'm not an expert on all the different things that the census use- is used for, but um, it, it it absolutely affects the local communities, and um, and I want people to feel safe. I want them to uh, trust this process. The census um, is is very very important in our community. So um, I'm just we're just we want to encourage people. Um, we want to use the whatever the um, the relationship they might have to the Haverhill Chamber of Commerce or to Mount Washington Alliance or to Community Action to know that we're supporting the census so people should trust to the extent that they can um, that this is a a legitimate process. Uh, They should feel safe doing so, and we're going to put a little bit of money in their pockets just to sweeten the deal. All right, very nice. We're talking with Dugan Sherwood, the President and CEO of the Greater Haverhill Chamber of Commerce, and uh, one of the, uh, uh, well, actually the last couple of times we spoke, uh, you've been uh, pushing very hard to help out the the restaurant industry, and and how's that fight going on? Yeah, um, yeah. Th- thanks for asking, Will. Uh, when the um, th- this is an uphill climb, it's going to continue to be an uphill climb. The good news is, it appears as though the state is going to be releasing some new information today about reopening restaurants. Um, I think we should all be very uh, much realistic that this isn't going to mean uh, a sweeping return to normal at all. I think that what we're going to find out, and this is just my reading between the lines, is that we're going to find out a timeline for opening up outside dining. Um, What I have heard is six feet of distance going to continue to be the uh, the standard uh, for distance from between tables. 
Um, and um, But the city right now, when the chamber has been working very closely with Mayor Fiorentini, Council President Barrett, and a number of others, and, and also the restaurant community at large, to make sure that by June 8th, which is the earliest that this could happen, that we're hitting the ground running. Um, and so there's a lot of different ideas, um, and a lot of them that are really interesting and that I'm actually excited to see about um, – uh, repurposing some public areas or um, going and looking at other private property um, for transitioning them into extended uh, outdoor seating space to give restaurants a fighting chance at this at this new stage. Now, uh, what happens if a restaurant doesn't have uh, access to uh, having tables outside? Right, which is the case for a lot of restaurants, particularly restaurants in downtown. That's where the uh, the mayor is coming in. Um, and so, they're, uh, for example, sidewalks are public property. And so um, the mayor has some authority over how we um, can put them in place, of course, respecting uh, ADA and other um, points of compliance. Um, but that's a, that's a conversation right now that has been going on for days or a couple of weeks, in fact, where we're trying to figure out what is the best and safest way to extend the ability for restaurants to have more seats and tables outside. Some of these restaurants have such a small footprint that if they, if this were to happen, they probably actually don't even have the resources or incentive to, um, to, um, to start serving outside. It's just not enough volume for them to go through the cost and complexity of doing so. So the mayor is aware of that. The chamber is aware of that. Uh, Councilor Barrett is aware of that. And, uh, and we're working very hard to sort of figure out what are the most creative and possible, uh, and, and feasible solutions that we can do so that we're running uh, at full speed on June 8th. Um, to be yeah, continued, so huh? Yeah. All right. So, so uh, June 8th, that is the, um, that's the, the next date to really look forward to as far as uh, eating. Yeah. As far as we know, nothing is going to change until June 8th. Um, and then where our hope is that on June 8th, we will see a change um, in the form of uh, – clear guidelines for outside seating. Um, I share the deep frustration that our restaurants have around the lack of clarity. Um, I also recognize that Haverhill is a border town, which makes it particularly difficult when uh, New Hampshire is several steps ahead of us in opening up. And so as a restaurant owner, I can only imagine the frustration of watching uh, of watching. Um, people dining um, that would be otherwise coming to their restaurant just a few miles up the road. Um, at the same time, you know, the safety of the community, social distancing rules, those all have to stay in effect. So we just, we continue to live between a rock and a hard place. Uh, but any news right now is going to be incredibly welcome. So we're excited to hear what we, what we, uh, what we'll hear today. Oh yeah, no, it's gotta be uh, extremely difficult, especially if you're up on the, uh, uh, right on the border, and you can look across the parking lot, and and you, and you see you know, people eating over there, and they can't come to your place. Right, right. So um, we're we're so the, we're doing the best with what we can, which is to sort of have conversations going on almost on a daily basis, trying to think innovatively. Um, and um, and the other thing I would say is I want to recognize the restaurants in town. Um, most of them have stayed open, um, and those that have not have been strategic about closing. Uh, and so that's respectful in its own right. Um, uh, survival is still the, the goal here. And so for some of these businesses, just closing the doors was the smart and right thing to do. 
Um, but I also think that the restaurants that have stayed open and continue to serve, uh, I think it's incredibly admirable that they have revamped their entire business model and allowed themselves to remain solvent uh, at a time where, you know, they were cut off at the knees or at the waist. Um, and they're making a go at it and they're making it work. Um, and, um, and I think that that's a recognition to the uh, absolute grit and hustle of people in the restaurant industry. Uh, but it's also a nod to um, the citizens of Haverhill uh, and the surrounding communities that continue to patron these businesses. Um, so my, my message here, since you're giving me just a quick second here, is to continue to buy local, shop local, buy from restaurants. Um, we all love Amazon.com, but, you know, the small retail businesses really could use your business more than ever right now. So, um, you know, just be thinking about that and continue to do it because these businesses are are are, um, are really relying on it. And the road is going to continue to be very um, uh, difficult for, for all small businesses. Uh, by all means. Now, you don't have to uh, name names if you know of any names, but have you heard, because you're it's a spot that uh, stuff flows to you. Have you heard about anybody who's not going to be reopening or who may have decided to uh, say, ah, that's it for me, I'm not going to do this anymore? The answer is no. Um, and it doesn't mean that businesses aren't going to. And I'm expecting that we won't see businesses reopen. But nobody has nobody has publicly said that they're not going to be reopening, uh, at least uh, for, that has reached to my ears. Um We've seen businesses like Wang's that um, uh, that had to shutter early on, um, in part because of some of the uh, bias against Asian restaurants um, uh, that was really, really unfortunate. Uh, and uh, a huge win for all of Haverhill was Wang's opened up last week. And so I was so excited to see that. So, uh, no, I think we're um, we're being realistic. But the, the positive answer to that question is, is that I haven't heard of any business saying, we're not going to reopen. Um, again, it doesn't mean it isn't happening or it hasn't happened. It just means that uh, it hasn't been public and it certainly hasn't been sweeping. All right. Well, that's, that is good news to hear. And and I know that you already know that uh, there are some restaurants that haven't opened yet. You know, they, they haven't opened uh, by the time this all started, but uh, they are continuing on with their, with their plans to open uh, once they can. Right. Um, let, let, lest we forget, you know, uh, Merrimack Street, just the other the other street in downtown Haverhill here, um, has two incredible projects. Um, you know, the Lapoli Building, the Heights, that's going to be coming online this year, um, and then um, and then of course uh, we have uh, talked about Barrio, the uh, tacos, tequila, and whiskey uh, uh, restaurant that's going to be opening up at Harbor Place. So um, all of those things are still moving forward and. And um, again, I think it's a testament to the, um, the determination of the restaurant industry and the people who are running these restaurants to um, to make it work and to celebrate it. And Barrio being right on Harbor Place with a beautiful riverfront and the beautiful plaza um, right there is uh, is prime because if it, if there are restrictions limiting restaurants to just um, outdoor, um, then a place like Barrio at Harbor Place. Uh, right on the Merrimack is going to be uh, is is advantageous. Oh yeah, and, and we had uh, Lane Glenn on the other day, and and he was uh, talking about uh, you know that uh, Salapoli's place too, because they're looking to get their their classes going in the restaurant too. Right, uh, and and we're so fortunate to have people um, you know like the uh, 
the pioneers that created Harbor Place, um, the Greater Haverhill Foundation, to the Sal Lapoli, Shaw Rosen at Lapoli, Lane Glenn. Uh, it's going to take real leadership, I think, for a lot of these organizations to pivot and um, and to discover um, that the plans that they had laid out on paper a year ago um, are going to need to change. And um, I, I, for one, um, have tremendous respect for Lane and the Northern Essex crew, for the Lapoli and what they do. Um, you know, it, it, so things might have to change. Things will change. Um, but um, again, I think it's the leadership with their hands on the on the um, on the wheel that are going to help make sure that things end up uh, in a really positive um, uh, uh, situation. Um, so I'm excited to see what happens next, frankly. All right. Well, Dugan, thank you so much for joining us. And again, the reminder the, about the uh, the census, make sure you get that filled out, take uh, photos and uh, submit them uh, to uh, to the uh, uh, chamber and, and uh, you get that gift card. That's a neat thing. I like that. Yeah, all the information is at HaverhillChamber.com um, or just give us a call or reach out to info at HaverhillChamber.com if you have questions about it and uh, we'll make it easy for everybody. All right, thank you so much. We'll get you on again uh, before you know it. Duke and Sherwood, the uh, President and CEO of the Greater Haverhill Chamber of Commerce, our guest this morning here on The Wave, 97.9 WHAVFM. Wake up with Wynn Damon weekdays from 6 to 9 a.m. on 97.9 FM WHAV. Catch the Wave, W.